Ready Check Radio. What's up, Internet? One of these days during my stream, I'm just going to let this whole song play in the background because if you think the intro's nice, the entire song is very nice as well. But it's Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern. That means it's time for the Relic Grind Final Fantasy 14 Square Enix podcast brought to you by Ready Check Radio, R-A-I-D-E-O. If you're watching on YouTube after the fact or listening on Spotify, Head on over to readycheckradio.com, give the Twitter follow, subscribe uh, over on YouTube, and of course, follow on Twitch so that sometime you can come and uh, hang out with us live. Chat's going to be giving us their favorites when we get to the category, so make sure uh, you log in now onto Twitch. Here, chat, I'm going to give it to you one more time. These are the things that we're going to, uh, to be talking about a little later in the show. Dave, first time here. Love the podcast on YouTube. Keep it up. Hope more people watch this. So do we. So do we. So do we, my friend. Just getting started. We've only been uh, up and running for like a month and a half, two months now. So not counting the like two-week holiday break. So they will. if you build it, they will come, as they say. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about 541 and some other stuff, including Outriders PC special video that went out today. Joining me to talk over all of it. Mr. Chris Montoya, a.k.a. Tarkoth. What's up, sir? Greetings, programs. I'm getting jiggy with it. I'm feeling good. I can't wait to talk about shit today. Yeah. Oh, my God. You are the whitest dude ever. Also on the line, Adam Lane, a.k.a. Kronos. What's up, sir? Not much, man. I'm actually excited to talk about some potential Final Fantasy VII news. So oh, really yeah. Cool. You saw you said that's coming mm-hmm. a little later. A little yeah. later. A little later. See, look, the hosts are already teasing everything all over the place. Well, that's the show. I mean, you know what? Everything we're going to talk about. No, you don't know everything we're going to talk guys. about. But uh, oh, okay. I'm Mike Fern, of course, uh, host extraordinaire in my own mind. So let's get started <laughs> here. First, uh, not a whole lot to talk about in like Final Fantasy IV, uh, Final Fantasy fourteen news news, but there are a few things out there. As we talked about last week, patch 5.41 did go live uh, Tuesday of this week. The primary big content piece of that patch was the final phase of the Ishgardian Restoration. So now it is underway. You've got a little less than two weeks to start crafting galore to try and earn your server the frying pan statues. Now, (laughs) I (laughs) I know that's what everybody's going for. Kronos, I'm going to start with you on this one because you kind of have like the same mindset I do. You're not a huge crafter. You're not a huge gatherer. You've done a little here and there. Like I do certain things just to get the mounts and stuff and the minions. I know you're a huge mount chaser. Are you going to be doing any of the Ishgardian restoration? I'm I'm already done. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) So I kind of, I think I'm going to have to, let me take a guess. You did exactly enough to finish off the number of writs you needed to buy them out. I already had the scripts ready to go with the patch <laughs> dropped. <laughs> I went in there, I got my mount, I got a couple orchestrian rolls, and I bounced out. 
Oh my god, it's priceless. It's so priceless. Server be damned. You're not giving them any help. Is you, you got what my you My crafters need. are not geared enough to really help them. My gatherers are like not terrible, but my crafters are not. I'll <laughs> let those people handle it. That's too funny. I can't really judge because that's exactly what I did too. <laughs> uh, I get. I didn't have the scripts ready, so I got to finish a few things just to get enough scripts, polish it off, just to grab the mountain of minion. Uh, but that's yeah. I, other than that, I really don't care. For those of you that like are even worse at that stuff than Kronos and I, um, you you can buy them on the auction house. They are uh, able to be purchased there. Prices on some servers, I've seen them fluctuating as I was watching them today between one and one point five million ish uh, for the crab mount. Um, I would expect that that's probably going to go down as we get a little further here, but then go up uh, after that. So. Grab it, grab it as early as you can, I would imagine, in the next day or two, and just get that over with. If you just have the gill and you don't care about the crafting. Uh, Tarkoth, how, uh, how much have you participated in helping Ishgard? Z zero, but I got to get my crafting up because there's a minion, so I got to get it. So yep. Might yep. as well get them out, too, on there. So I got a little bit of work to, to do because I've uh, so wait. slacked on crafting. Okay, so wait. I was just going to ask, what does a little bit of work entail? Like, do you have a max level crafter first? That, they're, they're all 80. They're I, I got to okay. have them 80 for, for materials and, right, and right, repairing. Right. So that's done. But but exactly how far behind on gear slash scripts are you to be able to buy the I got the here? I got the base 80 gear. Woohoo! That's not going to be enough. No, that's not going to do it. No. <laughs> Did you get your so I got the glory emote, Mike? Did I get my what? Your broom emote. You're emote. both talking at the same time. You might get my what? <laughs> the broom emote. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, jelly donuts, by the way. So I'm just going to put that out there. Everybody's eating jelly donuts. Uh, that's another fun thing. Um, what I wanted, let me, where is this? Let me scroll down. Ah, here we go. Uh, do you ever want a fanny pack in Final Fantasy XIV, Kronos? That that glamour looks terrible. I'm sorry. It's <laughs> I have zero interest in that glamour. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Uh, I'm I'm gonna open this up. I actually did not load this as B-roll, so I will throw this as a a quick job right here to get this particular image. I wasn't planning on showing it, but I think we need to. Uh, yeah, I was already like not a fan of like the old baseball cap and stuff. I don't know, like something about when I play games like this, I want to like you know, if I'm a healer, I want to wear the robes. If I'm a tank, I want to be like in the heavy armor. Something about just looking like a normal dude walking down the street or, or a homeless person with a fanny pack. I'm not into that. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh my lord! <laughs> there you go, chat. Here, I'll I'll uh I'll even resize it on the fly for you. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's interesting for sure. So, if we were professional, I would have had that ready. I actually wasn't planning on saying anything about it, but then when I saw it in the the uh, notes, I was like, oh, I gotta say something about that. <laughs> that is uh, absolutely horrid. I don't know a single person that wants that, but if you wanted this, it's there. You say that, but people are selling it for three billion. Oh, I know. Server. I know. It's absurd. <laughs> it's so. absurd absurd um yeah and that's pretty much it i mean we got eden's verse got the echo buff that's you know standard in this uh in this patch to give the second tier 
of the current raid uh, of that's available, the Echo buff. So if you've been having a hard time with uh, Eden's Verse uh, Savage, then you got your Echo buff. You get a little help going along there. I guess we should ask, by the way, Kronos, uh, did you, in fact, finish 12, or is that going to be tomorrow? Um, actually, it'll be this weekend. should be. This weekend. Uh, we've seen Enrage, so it's more just like cleaning some stuff up and not dying. Just, and, yeah, just tightening up the, the deeps. Yeah. What I about you, Tark? You had started E-Savage 11 uh, late last week into this week. How'd it go? We got that down. We are now on the door boss for 12, so... That is uh, definitely uh, a healing check at the very beginning. So we're we're working hard. Well, you were warned. To be fair, I mean, you were yeah. warned that it was a healing check. Yep, we figured it out. We got it down. That's. I mean, Good that's time. it. Ish Guardian Restoration. Yeah, there's a couple others. Some new furnishings. Some new the the Bruma Moat, as we mentioned earlier. The uh, mount, the the crab mount, and the there's another minion in there as well. Some cosmetic uh, items new recipes but that's it i mean we don't really expect a lot out of the dot for one patch uh it's usually just polishing some things off and that's pretty much what it does here diadem changes were, were kind of interesting I, I i don't know who's who might still be messing in there uh but if you are there's new items that can be gathered uh so yeah all in all there we go you got about a week and a half Get your Ish Guardian restoration stuff done. Get your mount. Get your minion, and let's see how many servers end up with frying pans on them. Uh, Dave, you're absolutely right. Our peers, surely they will absolutely buy the fanny pack. Absolutely buy the fanny pack. I've never wanted to boot up my fantasy-based MMO to go in and RP real life. Yes, yes. <laughs> That's what no. that's what I've no. really been waiting for was a game that let me do that. And now there's finally one there. Now your life is complete and you can move on. I wear a fanny pack. I don't know about you. Um Yeah, so do you guys remember back in 2019 when Yoshi P during an interview was asked about uh Final Fantasy 14 classic servers? This was kind of like back when the WoW servers were slash talked about getting ready to launch or had just launched. I don't remember the exact timing. But uh, they so they asked him about that. And in, in that reference, they were meaning the version 1.0 of the game, not, yeah. you know, a Realm Reborn 2.0 classic server. They were talking about a 1.0. Uh, for some reason, this, the video, like it was literally from 2019, but it's been like making the rounds again. Uh, a bunch of people seeing this and uh, Yoshi P at the time just basically all he said was that would be an absolute nightmare. <laughs> that would be an yeah. absolute nightmare. And I'm not exactly sure why it's making the rounds again. Maybe, you know, just for the meme value for the for the lols. But I got to ask. So first off, I played version 1.0. Kronos, you played 1.0, right? I did not. You did not. Oh, that's no. right. You didn't even play a Realm Reborn when it first came out either. You I, it was a little bit later. Like, only a couple months, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At Kronos or Tarkoth, you played 1.0. Yes, for yeah. two months. It was hot garbage. <laughs> I mean I still got it right. I now. did not I, I did not stay around long. Oh my god. <laughs> I got my I got my collector's edition box somewhere. I didn't set it up this week. Nope, yeah, he's going still, to grab his. I still have mine. Still, it's right here. There it is. That's the collector's edition 
Oh yeah, look at that. Do I, do I need to go get mine now? <laughs> we'll just we'll just look at yours. Yeah, sure. It's the same thing. Sure. It's the same thing. Uh, came with the software. Came with a little journal. Oh, oh the yeah, authenticator. The a, yeah, the authenticator. The authenticator. Yeah, so I still have my original authenticator. Uh, when, what, uh, oh, you we, could send away. This was cool. You could send away for your character's birth certificate. Yes, yes, that's right. After you created your character and named it, you could send back in, and they would mail you. And I have it. I have a birth certificate for my character uh, with Limsa Luminsa as the city of birth. So, because you had to pick, you know, your starting city. You didn't pick the class. You picked a starting city. So, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, um, one sec. One yeah, sec. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, when we finally get a fan fest that can actually go to taking that journal from that collector's edition box and I get signatures from developers for it. So that's what I'm going to do with that. That's going to be your little autograph book. Yep. So you're like that little kid at Disney with the, uh -huh. <laughs> with the autograph books. I'm going to be so giddy. Yoshi, like, hey, will you sign my 1.0 jer uh, journal? Will you sign my book? That's actually not a bad idea. I, I would, uh, I would consider doing that with you if that ends up working out. Uh, and there's ever a fan fest in person again. Um. Anyway, I have nostalgic memories about 1.0 to a certain extent. I was in the beta. I was one of the people screaming, not in an official forum because we didn't have them uh, in English. Nope. Uh, but screaming, don't, don't launch this, don't, don't launch this. I had played Final Fantasy 11 from launch day on PS2 all the way until Final Fantasy 14 1.0 came out. So heavily invested knew exactly what I wanted them to do, right? And I'm not going to get everything I want, but this was just, like, almost unplayable. It was barely a game. And we're like, don't launch it, don't launch it, don't launch it, don't do it, and they did anyway. We all know that story. Uh, but I do have nostalgic, yeah. like, happy nostalgic feelings uh, about certain things. So I'm kind of torn on a classic server. I probably would never play it. I just don't have the time to invest in a game that I'm not that passionate about going back to because more of my nostalgia Tarkov and maybe you agree on this one comes from the hey I was there when that happened yeah. um you know the gubu wall and the the GMs running around spawning monsters everywhere and the server going down for the final time which I wasn't able to make that personally that night but uh, so I wasn't there for that one but I know what was going on I was there for that one in spirit uh, it wasn't I don't look back and go yeah you know what I liked what they were doing they changed it into a realm reborn but I liked what they were doing and I would I might play that no I I kind of lead towards <laughs> the no side of this uh having played it what about you though chrono somebody who hasn't played it would you consider like maybe a month or two dabbling in that just to see what all that was about for us back then uh, no, because I've only heard terrible things. So like, <laughs> so so the thing with like Vanilla WoW, which is like the comparison I can think of, yeah, is like I feel like there are people that have fond memories that like, oh, I miss when that was really hard. Because it oh, I want to go back and and do the grindy stuff. Whereas like all the stuff I hear about fourteen is just like, oh, it was terrible. Like it wasn't even like fun when it was like relevant kind of stuff. I like I think when I first started really getting into the lore of fourteen, I kind of just watched a YouTube video from like the one stuff to get kind of caught up on things that I didn't understand. Right, um, and that was kind of enough for me. I don't think I would boot up a 1.0 server and play it, and I don't have that nostalgia that y'all have, right? To even like want to see it. 
So yeah, Tark. I, I don't know if like a 1.0 does it, but what if I said, hey, let's give you a 1.15 or an after Yoshi P has started making some of the improvements because it did get better. It didn't get yeah. great, but it did get better. What about a classic server in that era instead of truly at 1.0? I might give it a try, um, considering I didn't actually play when Yoshi took the helm. I had already quit and was all, I was done with it by then. Um, I would give the Yoshi P, you know, the, the lighter patches when he's introducing all the new stuff, updating UI, trying to get things fixed and balanced. Um, I would like to experience it. Um, again, to say, yeah, I, I've done that that content, but I'm kind of also on leaning on the side of Kronos, where you know, if I really wanted the story and and everything, I could watch the video on YouTube. So, um, so I think not, we're in it, agreement. Oh, then let's not do a classic. Let's just how yeah. about we do a movie? Let's do a movie yeah. on like the main yeah. lore and stuff like that. Give me an hour, <laughs> an hour long, hour and a half long. Please don't do it in the uh. uh Final Fantasy Spirits um, format. Let's just keep it in the same 14 animation. Let's not do a Spirits Within. I don't think we need to go I mean, that far. Nail Vandarnas is a pretty cool character. Absolutely. Yeah. Really. I mean, that, that mm -hmm. gets like mentioned in Realm, in ARR and stuff, but you don't really know a lot about that. Like, unless you go back and look, you don't really get a lot of lore from that character, which I, I think she's really cool. Well, he, like, it, you know, I was just gonna say. I was just gonna say character. the the most the most telling about that situation is when somebody says he, uh, because you're like yeah, yeah. You, you don't know you weren't there in 1.0, uh, and the scene you're talking about it's not a he it's a she mm -hmm. earlier yeah. was a he now dead now she yeah oh yeah absolutely a fantastic so character it is uh, it is if you weren't there yeah like it it <laughs> is if you weren't there in in uh, in 1.0. So. Yeah, because like uh, I remember just like short thing, like what I was doing with my raid group uh, T9 for the first time. And I was like, who is this person? Like, who? <laughs> and everybody else was excited because we had like, you know, half our raid group had played 1.0. Right. And like they were like, oh, this is really cool. And I'm like, I, I don't know who that is. <laughs> no, I no idea why this is relevant. <laughs> um, but then I had to go back and look it back up. So. Yeah, I don't think I could do it. I don't have. I did do WoW Classic for I think like two months. You know, I had I, but I knew I wasn't going to get super invested in it anyway. I knew I was going to go back for a little, you know, little shot in the arm of nostalgia, and then and then move on. And that's exactly what happened. And then I jumped into Shadowlands when it came out, and that was it. I don't have that feeling of you know. I'd like to go see those zones the way they were. No, they were boring. The zones were boring. They were copy pasta all over the place. Yeah. Uh, I'll never forget uh, Mike B's BFF report on Final hmm. Fantasy XIV. If you have, if you have no idea what I'm talking about, YouTube BFF report Mike B. Uh, it was a series that um, Mike B made for a while on his personal YouTube channel that he did game reviews, generally MMOs. And he did a Final Fantasy fourteen one, uh, and it's I think it's actually divided into two parts if I remember right. It's been a while since I've watched it. Uh, I think one of them's like commentary, and then the second one is actually gameplay or, or something like that to that effect. Go watch it. It's still one of the best things on YouTube. I queue it up every every two years or so just to to watch it. When he figures out that the terrain 
is copy pasted all over the place in the game. <laughs> he starts it the best way. He goes, I'm going to warn you guys. You're probably going to figure out really quick that I maybe didn't like this game as much as some of you do. <laughs> and when he fights the damn um, jellyfish on the ship, which is where you the game originally started, you were on a boat that yes. is traveling to Limsa. Um, <laughs> and he's like, evade, evade, evade. And he's like, this is the first monster I'm fighting in the game, and I can't hit it. Such a great video. Go check it out. BFF report. Uh, Mike B. Yeah. I, no I have one thing to add. Go for it. Uh, if you really want to, you know, getting a lore perspective is good on YouTube. But if you want to really know the uh, backstory of 1.0, I would also then check out the Noclip documentary. It's amazing. It is. Well, it's the Noclip documentary is very good, but it doesn't really do a lot on the lore front. No, no, that's not for the lore. Yeah, it's yeah, for yeah. to see what's behind yeah, the scenes. Just to and, be clear, like if you weren't there and you don't know, then yeah, absolutely, big thumbs up to the No Clip documentary. I'm sad to to see them having gone through some of the changes related to COVID that that happened to them. Those yeah. are some great documentaries. But go check out. Yeah, good call. It's not going to get you caught up on lore, but it will get you caught no. up on exactly what happened and how humbling 1.0 to 2.0 uh, was for the team. All right, chat, get ready. It's time to talk about some favorites, some favorites. And remember, if you were here pre-show, you already know this, but uh, if not, there are no rules. There are no rules. If we're talking about favorite raid, you can pick a favorite raid boss. You don't have to pick the entire tier they were part of. If there's a favorite tier that you have, pick the favorite tier. That's fine, too. You're allowed. Uh, there are no rules here. Except, I guess, if I say favorite dungeon, you have to pick a dungeon. It, you know, you can't give me a guild hest. I, <laughs> whatever. Sleeping uh, turtles. Yeah, so I got something in my left eye, and I'm trying so hard not to look like I'm crying <laughs> while I'm talking right now. <laughs> All right, so uh, Targoth, we'll start with you. The category first. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna pick the. Oh, I'm gonna shake things up for you, host. I'm gonna pick oh. these in a different order. And I have them listed here. Um, I'm ready. I'm ready. I got my list. I'm going to go with, let's take, in fact, we'll trade. I'll give one and then you guys guys can pick one and whatever you want to go through. I'm going to ask for your favorite playable race. Your favorite playable race. Tarkoth, we'll start with you. I mean, it's got to be Lalafell, right? I mean, how can you not take this wonderful little character, you rip out the soul of the being, uh, mold it out of a popoto, and then, are you kidding me? No, the Lalafells are awful and evil. Like, they should be banned from the game. Uh, I'm going to go Aura. Aura. Okay, seriously, why? Why? Uh, I just like the, the, the tallest. You get the most amount of detail off all your gear. got to have are horns. Are the tallest? Yes. Yes. Isn't Elizin taller? Nope. Really? Yep. All right. Now I got to look this up. Male Aura (laughs) are the tallest. Now I got to look this up. XIV, (laughs) tallest race. Cannot confirm. FFXIV races Elizin. Oh, here we go. Wait. Male height. Oh, oh wait, that's Elizen. Oh, okay, 
Let me go to Aura here. Actually, this is actually something <laughs> I can look up. Holy shit, that's awesome. Okay, male height six seven point nine to a maximum of seven one point four. So we're looking to beat seven one point four. Damn, I didn't realize that was that tall in game. Dude, Rogadins beat them. No. Yes. No. Elizins do not. Just just shy, about by about three inches. But according to uh, PC Games, Rogadins go to seven six point seven when the male uh, mm. for the males. Okay then. Looks like you need I a race wrong. change. My apologies. Race change. No, I'm not going to Rogan. I'm not going to. <laughs> he was like, "Yeah, I didn't care about height that much." <laughs> <laughs> I would have uh, thought it was Elizabeth. Actually, I'm surprised it was Rogan and myself too. I would have gotten it wrong. Uh, the same as you, Tark. I I would have just picked a different <laughs> race, and still been wrong. Uh, in fact, <laughs> I thought it was Elizabeth that was the tallest. Uh, so I, I, since I, I've already I given used... it, I'll, I'll talked about it. I'll go with Elizin is is my favorite, and that's just generally I like the like in World of Warcraft, it's blood elves. You know, I just like that. You know, the elven appearance. Ironically, in Lord of the Rings Online and in the upcoming Lord of the Rings MMO, I hate playing elves. Uh, but Ooh, everything else, I'm always like a dark elf or a wood elf or a this elf or a this. Elf. I don't know why. It's not like I'm particularly fond of elves. I just guess I like that like very tall. Uh, you know, pencil thin type magic user because I generally play magic users. Go ahead, Tark. I didn't mean to interrupt. I just already said. No, no, all in, good. So. Yeah, no. Uh, so I started as a Lalafell, and I didn't like the way that I couldn't see all the intricate details of the character. That's why I changed to all raw. That and everywhere you were walking around, you just smelled a lot of butts. And I didn't have knees. <laughs> I have no knees as a Lalafell, so. Kronos, favorite playable race? Y'all are terrible. It's Lollafell. <laughs> the correct answer is Lollafell. You had uh, it right the uh, first time. No. It's the only... Dude, I don't even have to glamour my pants, okay? It's like real life. <laughs> All right? I just have to wear a top and some boots, and I'm good. <laughs> oh, my God. Too funny. So for those of you that don't know when he says it's like real life, Adam is a shorter guy, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so that's... He's a shorter guy. Um... You don't even have to glamour my pants. Dude, also, like, it might be the best line tank, of the right? episode. <laughs> no, when, when, I'm, when I'm tanking, people complain because they can't see me. It's awesome. <laughs> Y'all are missing out, dude. My camera angles are sick. It, it's like the best, right? It's not even close. There are so many advantages to being a Lyle You just don't understand. <laughs> my camera angles are dope. <laughs> That's funny because in WoW I would play a no warrior and I would tank as that. It's like this is the best. You're just this little tiny thing of fury. It's just not the same in fourteen. It's, just... yeah, it's like when I have my ultimate weapons on, you just see the glow. You can't even see my character. You just see the weapon. That's it. <laughs> oh, if you played eleven, you would have been a Taru Taru. I would have hundred percent been a Taru. I, I think I was for like the thirty minutes that I played the game. Actually. <laughs> Uh, all right, Kronos, uh, you by far had the best answer out of the three. You get to pick the next category. Chat, uh, favorite. I didn't see any favorite uh, playable races go by, so make sure if uh, you want to take part, we'll, we'll, we'll be sure to include them in the show. Go ahead there, Kronos. Uh, uh, yeah, so I guess I'll just go with like what's kind of like my like thing that I like the most, which is raiding. Um, so my favorite raid in the game, I, I'm really like I love the ultimate raids. It's like a big reason why I still play the game a lot. Um, I love doing them. They're really fulfilling. And my favorite one of those is Yukob. I really like the like the amped up Bahamut stuff where you get to kind of go through the one fight and you have to kind of 
play flawlessly pretty much for 20 minutes. Um, like when we first cleared that, it was like really rewarding. T's like close second, but something about that raid and then something about Bahamut kind of being the first raid that I did. Well, like, you know, the coils, not mm -hmm. Bahamut himself, kind of made it even more important to me, I guess. So like for me, I think that's kind of my easy answer. Zarko? I'm going to go with a tier, and it's kind of a toss-up between second coil and final coil. Um, just the uh, difficulty of the bosses, the amount of lore, um, final coil, the the whole cutscene between uh, Phoenix and Bahamut, and finding scene. out what happened at the end of the Calamity, or during the Calamity, is just was amazing. Uh, and it really got me into raiding, so I, I'm going to have to go final coil. And if you guys haven't done the old coil stuff, go do it. There's a minion. So good. Um, <laughs> I that's funny. I gotta give it to if I'm gonna pick like a, a I'm gonna give a, a a tier a specific tier, and it's Binding Coil of Bahamut, uh, the original. I'm mm. gonna exclude tier three. <laughs> I'm gonna exclude <laughs> tier three. Tier so three bad. sucked, but the rest of the tier, uh, Caduceus or uh, the snakes at the beginning, and then all the way up to uh, Twintanya at the end. It was just a great tier. It was super challenging because that was the end game. That was the end game content at the time when uh, 2.0 launched. It was, I mean, we saw high end raiding guilds take weeks to down all that stuff. Uh, it was, it was nice. Uh, I love that one. But if I'm going to stick with just a singular fight, a singular fight, um, I think I got to go with Sigma Scape 4 and, and give it to Kefka. Uh, not only do I love Kefka and, and Final Fantasy VI to begin with, but I thought that fight was very interesting with the um, toggled mechanics, the mismatch uh, mechanics. Savage was pretty much the same thing, except there was some uh, overlap in a lot of abilities that wouldn't overlap in the normal, particularly with the mana storing and the mana spending uh, ability. So I got to give it to that specific fight if I got to pick just one raid fight. I like that one. And oh. minion. 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 <laughs> Kefka minion is probably the one I always have out the, or I have out the most, I think, lately. I've, had, I've been sporting the Kefka minion for a while. Uh, Tarkoth, you pick one. Yes. Chat, if oh. you're not taking part in this show, you're doing it wrong. Yes, you're doing it wrong. Give us your answers. Uh, let's go with favorite trial. Um, for me, I think I had it to narrow it down to Ravana. Uh, just the uh, stances that he was in. Uh, sometimes you couldn't do as much damage. Sometimes you could do a buttload of damage. Having to kill the ads, the ads were critical because if you didn't get them down, you were going to take uh, more damage during his ultimate move. So I'm going to go with Ravana. Uh, I'll go second here. I actually have two. One mechanically and one cinematically, uh, if that makes any sense. Does, I, yes. I'm going to go favorite trial mechanically. It's probably uh, Pool of Tribute, Susano fight. Uh, loved some of the mechanics on the board there, especially loved if you were a tank, you got like a, your own separate little mini game, you know, holding the sword up and everything, your little quick time event. Uh, I just I liked that fight mechanically with the constant back and forth. I really like the idea of the knockback uh, into a thin, you know, safe zone that everybody was getting in. I just it was fun to do when you had a group that did it right. It looked like a dance, 
Uh, and, yeah. and I really liked that that kind of just flowed that way, even the, the savage version of the fight too, or the you know, ultimate version. Um, extreme, sorry, whatever. Uh, <laughs> cinematically, I'm going to give it to um, Minstrel's Ballad, uh, Thordin's Reign. I think visually that is a very fun fight uh, to watch. It's kind of a boring fight to do on normal um, because there's a lot of sitting there. Uh, but And it's just basically like manage the ads type stuff. Savage was a little bit better. But cinematically, I love the way that is is executed, almost Knights of the Round style and and everything that's going on there. It's a it's a visual spectacle if it's not the most interesting fight to actually do. Kronos. Yeah, mine's Thornton also. Um, nice. I mean, first off, it's Knights of the Round, so like that's obviously yep. seven. You're already scoring points there. Um, like when when the extreme came out, um, it was brutal. Like mm -hmm. a lot of people struggle with that fight at the beginning. Um, and I enjoyed it a lot. Like we, we cleared it within like the first couple of days and it, it was like one of the more rewarding extremes that I remember doing on release. Um, and just like mechanically, just kind of the gauntlet of going through all the nights is really cool. And I'm really hoping it's the next ultimate, like really hoping um, that they do something with that because I love that fight. Oh, and for, the, music's for really the next Unreal? Too. The next ultimate. No, like, uh, you know how like to so the next ultimate yeah. is going to be story. Oh, you want it? Okay. Stuff. Yeah, you want it back in there. Okay. Yeah, because you know they they did Alexander was the tier, the yeah. raid tier, right? So the next has to be like some combination of the primal. So I'm hoping it's like Thord and Nidhogg and not the uh, Warring Triad, but it could be either yeah. or. It's hard to Legend, say. Legend of the Dragon Song. All right, I'm gonna call for. Okay, we did this one. We did this one. <laughs> we did this one. Uh, I'm gonna call for favorite quest line. Kronos, to you. Sure. Uh, this was actually kind of mentioned earlier. So, uh, Coil is my favorite quest line. Um, <laughs> I, I, I just like the lore that you get from Coil, like like Tark said. Um, just like learning kind of what happened. Like, I didn't play 1.0, right? Yeah. So, so like, I, I didn't really understand a lot of these things until I went into the raid and watched the cutscenes. Um, and, and, you know, when I went through ARR, I was definitely one of those guys. I was like, this cutscene seems boring. Skip, skip, like my no. first time through. Um, and when I got to Coil, I was like, maybe I should have been paying attention to some of this no. stuff. Um, but I, I went back, you know, I've, I've like watched it several times now. I really enjoy a lot of the lore, and Coil was kind of what got me into the lore itself in general for the game. Uh, and then, like, the Phoenix cutscene that you mentioned was like, I remember the first time I watched that and uh, how excited I was. People were mad because we had like a couple raid groups in our, <laughs> in our FC at the time, <laughs> and uh, we got to it first. We had seen the cutscene first, and so we were talking about it. And so some people got mad that we were talking about the cutscene before a lot of people had seen it. Uh -oh. um, and but it, I don't know. Just the first time I saw that cutscene, when you you find out like what Phoenix is and hmm. how Bahamut kind of goes down, it's it's really not gonna cool. lie. There's some tear almost tear jerking moments in those cutscenes too. Um, Louis Swan. I mean, I really no. don't want to spoil anything, but <laughs> oh come know, on, it was <laughs> five <laughs> enough time. <laughs> it was. Six years ago at this point now. Yeah. Uh yeah, the Louis Wall cutscenes with Alfino and Alice, they're they're tear jerking. Uh go ahead, Tark. I'm gonna have to go with 5.0's main story quest. Shadowbringers was just mwah, magnificent. Uh the struggles for each character is going to each zone. I have never been so invested in Alphino's storyline except for Shadowbringers. Uh the, the main villain, Emmett Selk, was was perfection. 
uh, I mean, you, you cried. I cried for him. I actually shed a tear for Emmett Silk, the villain. It, it was amazing. And I don't know how they're going to top it. I'm going to go again. This is another one where I kind of picked two. One that was like nostalgic and not, uh, it's not in the game anymore. <clears throat> and then mm. one that is, you can still go experience and just for the lore, the story of it. So for the lore and story of it, one, I took the Heavensward main story quest, particularly the back third of it towards the end of the expansion. Once you get uh, Astinian Wormblood has Nidhogg's eyes and uh, things are starting to go out of control and he leaves and then comes back and that I love that whole sequence. Uh, Astinian's one of my favorite characters, so uh, I'm going to give it to that. That you can still go experience just by playing the the main campaign. And by the way, it's fucking free. Um, Good shit. Yeah, right? Uh, the one that you can't play anymore uh, is a quest called That Old Black Mage. Uh, and this was from a crossover event with Final Fantasy XI. Uh, and this quest line featured Shantoto, our favorite Taru Taru Black Mage. So gotta go with being the Eleven guy that I am. Uh, and being a red mage, black mage, white mage in there, uh, red mage main, and then black or white sub, depending on what I was doing, I got to go with any quest that had brought Shantoto over. Dave and chat, the Dark Knight quest line, my favorite for sure. Yeah. That's a, I hated playing Dark Knight, but I did like the Dark Knight's stories. I mean, who doesn't like Fight Club? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that was my pick. So it is your turn. Cro uh, no, Tarkov. Tarkov. No, it's your it's your turn, right? Tark just picked that one. No, I picked yeah. that one. Oh, you did? Yeah, yeah. Tark yeah. picked the trial. It's, it's Tark's right. turn. Favorite bad guy character. I kind of already spoiled it, so let's uh, start with you, Mike. And this is like in cat in quotes. Like they don't have to like be absolutely bad a bad guy, bad guy, but you know, villainish, yeah, that type of thing. Um, and I got to say that because my favorite bad guy is probably Nidhogg possessed Estinian, who isn't really a bad guy. He is a good guy possessed, you know, being a bad guy. If I got to go true bad guy, we already talked about Nero. Nero is my favorite bad guy in the Final Fantasy 14 line. Uh, it's so funny. Like I have my notes here for my favorites which I did not include in the show notes so that the, the other hosts didn't know yeah. what I was going to say, and I had no idea what they're going to say to any question. But I like how there's like a lot of overlapping going on here. You could tell there's some things that 14 has done really, really well, <laughs> that they're resonating with multiple uh, multiple audiences here. Go ahead, Tork. Uh, <laughs> it, wouldn't, it would be Emmett Silk, but the progression we've had with Nero from just, I don't care, I'm all about, you know, taking my rightful place ahead of Sid, being this one of this ultimate bad guys here, and then seeing his kind of redemption arc, but seeing the attitude that you still can't quite trust him. So yeah, you don't know it's, it's like a redemption arc that you don't know if he's redeemed. <laughs> like, you're not sure. Like, is this a redemption arc, or am I just getting set up here? Is Sid just getting he, set up here? He's just being positioned to... I love him. To, He's awesome. Kronos? Yeah, Nero was actually my second pick. Like, oh, uh, yes. But I, I'm going to take Tark's first answer, actually. Like, Emma oh, Silk, to me, okay. um, was maybe one of the best Final Fantasy villains of the entire series, not just 14. Yeah. 
Um, I agree. You know, like when when you can like make like Tark said, when you can make someone like actually like feel bad for a villain, like they're like kind of like vulnerable, and that's like you know, there's more to them than kind of meets the eye. Like I don't know, it's really cool when they're that deep and they go into the lore and stuff, and it, and it mattered a lot. Um, and then you know, by the time you get to the, sh- the end of Shadowbringers, you realize like a lot of a lot of different things, um, and even past like to the current patches, you know, to like what five point three where it just ended. Um, there's just a lot to that character, and yeah. I, I think he's one of the best characters in the entire series. Yeah, there's always something. in writing, whether it's video games or movies or TV shows or whatever. There's always something interesting, mildly interesting to me about a bad guy or an antagonist that just wants to watch the world burn, right? Like Joker or Kefka or you know whatever. Mm-hmm. I think infinitely more interesting are the bad guys or antagonists that as you start to see their story put together, you're like, I don't know if they're necessarily wrong for trying to do things this way. It's just not the best outcome for everybody else if they do it this way. You know, those are, I think, infinitely more compelling uh, antagonists. And Emmett definitely fits the bill there. Yeah, villains that you you gotta you gotta maybe see it from their point of view. It's all about their point of yeah, view. Yeah, maybe you don't agree with it, but you're like they're not crazy. They're not nuts. What they're doing might be a little over the top, but it's not just out of nowhere. This makes sense given their frame of reference. Yeah, and Emmett, right up, right up, right down that path there. Chronos, uh, you got rest. three to choose from. Uh, I'll go. Uh, I'll go favorite dungeon. I'll let Tark start. Um, I had to narrow it down to the twinning, uh, the, the lore figuring out how the crystal tower got there and then seeing Alexander at the end. Well, not Alexander, but you know, it was Alexander basically rebuilt. It was, it was an amazing, uh, dungeon and I love the bosses in there. Uh, they all had a little quirks to them. Um, especially that first one where it's like you, you have all these behemoths on the side and if you hit them with an AOE you get to deal with a behemoth now so that was fun song's also very very good oh, music is top notch in the whole expansion yeah. uh, Mike you can go ahead I'll go last alright alright uh, so I got a couple here <laughs> for different reasons uh, <laughs> this is not going to be a popular choice I don't think I think I'm going to mm-hmm. get some head shakes on this one uh, I love the Sunken Temple of Karn, the original, not the the hard version. The original. <laughs> I, I had a feeling there were going to be disagreement here, <laughs> no. for a few different reasons. Um, one, I like the idea of a puzzle inside inside a dungeon. Granted, this was not a very hard puzzle or anything, but I do like puzzle like mechanics and things like that. Uh, you know, put the two stones on there. That wasn't all that hard, but. Uh, and it went through the entire dungeon. It wasn't like solve this thing real quick so you can open the next door. There was something going through the entire dungeon. I like, I am okay with, and I enjoy insta-death mechanics, which the first boss has, um, not only in itself, but in the wasps that spawn uh, in as part of that fight if you don't take them out enough. <laughs> Prisms in chat, I could stop calling about the car warranty. Yeah. Follow us on Twitter and you'll understand that one. Um, I like insta-death mechanics when they are 100% my own fault when I don't execute and I die. I hate insta-death mechanics where it's like, Tark, you're the healer. There's something you got to erase or cleanse off of me, and if you don't do it, I'm going to die. 
I don't like that. I think that's unfair to me because I can't do anything about it, you know, with a particular class that can't erase or cleanse. And then you, if you happen to miss it or God forbid die and the other healer doesn't react in time and say an eight man, I don't like stuff like that. I do like stuff where it's like, hey, you got doom on you. Go touch the lit tile in the next seven seconds or you're dead. I love going in that dungeon still to this day with people that have never run it. When it shows up as my like one of my randoms for leveling or anything, I am just in my glory. I'm like, please, somebody don't know the mechanic. Somebody don't know the mechanic. This is so exciting. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Mike is the Joker. I yeah, I am. I also think I also think the last boss in there does have some interesting mechanics too. At an early earlier leveling position in the game than you typically see in in MMOs. Um, so that's that one for just setting Hawk Manor for just the setting mm -hmm. Hawk Manor, the visual aesthetic of the place. I got to give it to, to Hawk Manor and I don't care which one you pick if you want the original or the hard mode. Uh, love both of their settings, but as far as just like what dungeon, if I had to run one dungeon in my expert roulette for the next three months until patch comes out, what dungeon would I want it to be? I'd probably take Grand Cosmos. Uh, I love that dungeon. It's very beautiful. The music is fantastic. There's some interesting pools in there. And I especially love being able to yell at somebody at the last boss, why did you set the piano on fire? Like I or <laughs> <laughs> I think there's something awesome about being in my in an MMO yelling at somebody who just burnt the piano early. Uh so yeah, I'd give it to Grand Cosmos. Go ahead, Kronos. Yeah, for me, I, it's anti tower. Um I think that Dude, was like one of the first that dungeons almost that I made did where list, I felt yeah. like I felt like the setting was just so cool. Uh, and then they throw like little tidbits of nostalgia in there too. Like you have the Calcabrana boss and stuff like mm. that. Um, it, it's really just a setting. It has nothing really to do with the lore behind it or anything like that. I mean, although that's cool too. Um, it's just like how you kind of go from area to area. The boss fights were fun and it felt nostalgic. It's kind of like, I, I like that's what I like out of a dungeon, at least when I'm only doing it like once or twice, right? Which is kind of what I do in this game. Um, but that's one that I could run and probably it would take a long time to get bored of that. So... Next up, favorite good guy character. And again, they don't have to be true good, and chaotic good is fine by us. Um, favorite good guy character. I, this one's easy for me, so I'll go first. It's Lise. Uh, I, I love Lise. I think she's a phenomenal character. I love the way that she came back into this one, uh, into this expansion, and particularly in some recent quests. Uh, and then I do like that you don't actually know she's Lise for a while um, because she goes by a different name. Again, I you know, if, if you have if you need to spoiler alert, I guess if you haven't gone through the base game and basically Heaven's Word, uh, she's Yida for the the first half of your your play experience. So I gotta go with Lise. I love Lise. Go ahead, Tark. She's pretty to look at. But no, she's just no. It's that's not any good character development. Thancred. I disagree. I Thancred. Thancred's too all over the place. Thancred's writing is so inconsistent. From 1.0, the womanizing bard, to the rogue turned ninja, um, losing his to the guy with mommy issues, and then and then the, the 
the reluctant daddy in Shadowbringers. Come on, Tancred. Nah, Tancred, Tancred, uh, Tancred's writing is so all over the place for me. Like he's he's one character in every in every single expansion. He's somebody totally different. There there is no overarching Thancred through there. And this one actually, if I'm honest, Thancred kind of creeped me out in this expansion and his relationship with um with uh with Reen. Reen. Yeah. Reen. His his relationship with Reen. Particularly prior to her, you know, figuring out who she was and talking to Menphilia. It was very weird. Like you I hmm. I didn't know if I was watching, you that, know, somebody be a reluctant daddy or somebody hoping that he got a new girl, he got his girlfriend back. No, it was see, creepy. That all goes back to 1.0 and and her dad dying in that parade. It's just it all ties in together. It's just he's amazing. He's gross. Go ahead, Kronos. <laughs> he's not gross. This one was kind of tough for me because I, I think like when I look at like the scions and stuff, I'm, I'm a really big Urian J fan. Um, I, I kind of like those type of characters, you know, like like the smart guy that kind of knows everything. Yeah. Um, so I always think he's really cool, but I really want to just pick Ardbert. <laughs> I really like Ardbert a lot as a character. Yeah. Uh, and I know he's really, he was really only a character for like an expansion and like one patch in Heavensward. Right. But he's also a throwback to 1.0 too. Right. Yeah, I mean, he's the original right. box art. <laughs> if right. I'm, if yeah. I'm not mistaken on this thing, he's the original yeah. box art, isn't he? The Dirklander, yeah. right? Open this Dirklander, up. yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, you basically got your, your Ardbert there. That is, mm -hmm. he just got some upgrades through the years. That was it. I remember the uh, original commercials. Yeah. But yeah, I don't, the, I don't know. Just he... like the development he goes through in Shadowbringers, even though he's already dead. <laughs> but like, um, it's just, I don't know. It's really tragic. I, I, I like a lot of tragic stories, you know, like you know, Final Fantasy X, that kind of stuff. So... And Arbert gives me a lot of those vibes, and and it's just like, you know, by the end they kind of, you know, like you like we talked about last time, the whole scene with like Seto and stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah, it gets me every time. So yeah, I that, can um, I can I can see that one. That um, that's that's kind of surprising. You like all the tragic stories. Is that why you lean towards Olafo and the tragedy that is them and, no, and their species and how they're just all evil little potatoes? Just dude, by the time this game's done, everyone's gonna be a Olafo. It's gonna be the no. supreme race. Yeah, Don't worry. See, dude. That's that's Everybody's stuff. eating all the potatoes now, and they think they're like funny when you come up and pet them. But wait till they bite you back, dude. <laughs> uh, favorite class, Tarkov. This is where I'm gonna back up Chronos uh, uh, here. Okay, now when we're talking classes, are we talking about before you get the job change, and or are we talking about real classes? Because we're whatever talking you about want. jobs, and then uh, you know, jobs is totally different than the, than the classes because you don't need that crystal to turn into the job, and, and this it's just is, the classes. This, by the way, is not one of the questions Chronos asked. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I prefer white mage. I've always been a big healer. Um, I just I'm kind of stuck on scholar because I've been playing at Seventh Evans Ward. Um, but I love the pure healing that is white mage. I probably expect the same thing out of you, Kronos. Yeah, white mage is the job I've played the most. The thing is, is like I like like almost every job in this game. I have fun playing them in some form. But white mage has it's like my most hours logged. Um, I'm just a big fan of healers in general, and it's a classic job which always kind of gets me like I, I like when they just try to introduce like just the straight up classic jobs. So yeah, it's definitely white mage. Red mage. Uh, I don't think anybody that's watched me at all, whether it was streaming final fantasy or hosting XIV reborn or what 
I don't think you're surprised by that answer at all. It was very no close. I, I, I could flip a coin for red mage or black mage, but red mage, uh, due to artifact armor, edges it out. Edges mm-hmm. Blue mage was an actual job. Yeah, I'd probably pick blue mage. I really like blue mage, but it's just not, you know, you know. <laughs> All right, let's move on and talk about some other Square Enix news. Uh, something that Chronos, uh, you couldn't wait to get to. You had mentioned it mm-hmm. at the top so of good. the show. We've got a bunch of Square Enix trademarks uh, that just recently got approved. We've talked about one or two over the past couple of shows. Here's a whole batch, basically, all in the Final Fantasy VII universe. Trademarks for Ever Crisis, The First Soldier, and Shinra Electric Power Company's logo, that actual logo. So a lot of stuff there kind of pointing at Sephiroth, kind of pointing at a crisis core uh you know uh, maybe continuation of that storyline or a prequel to that storyline so there's a lot of stuff there chronos you couldn't wait to get to this category i'll let you go first i think one of those is the name of the part two of remake i just it's hard to say which one it is mm-hmm. i if i had to guess it would have to i would go with the first soldier Right, yeah, yeah. I, I think that that's strong that. too because you know you're, they're probably going to go more into Sephiroth, right? I think it's in reference yeah. to Sephiroth, right? I mean, yeah, it, more likely, absolutely. Um, so I, I think that's a good guess, but I think it could also be Ever Crisis, depending on how big of a role Zach's going to play too. Mm. So it's hard for me; it's hard to say. But but Ever Crisis could just be—I mean, it could be a lot of things. It could end up being a mobile game, for all I know. True, uh, but like it could also just be a standalone game for Zach, and that's kind of how they go with that. And then First Soldier ends up being remade. But I really think one of these is going to be... Because I don't think the title of 7 Remake Part 2 is going to be 7 Remake Part 2. It's going to have a name, I think. I think that's yeah, why I'm they were really that. careful about not calling the first one Part 1 and just re- just have the title Remake and the way they did the story, which makes me think that this one's going to kind of go in its own direction. It's going to have a, its own title. Uh, I kind of agree with you on the mobile front, particularly for Ever Crisis, because that... You know, before Crisis was a mobile game, uh, Crisis Core was for what the PSP, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you know, I I kind of think like if they're going to continue that or play with that segment of time, it's probably going to be in a mobile fashion or a handheld fashion. Um, I'll tell you what, I wouldn't be all that sad to see, you know, a Sephiroth singular title, a la Dirge of Cerberus style Tarkov. I don't think that's in the works. I think there are so many other things that Square's working on right now. But I, I don't mean the gameplay of Dirge of Cerberus. I'm talking oh, about a one-off title that. about one character. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, just a Sephiroth game. Like, his lore heading into uh, why he became and, and, and what he becomes. I think that could be interesting. I think it's far-fetched. I probably am leaning more with you, Kronos, that it's... First Soldier is probably the sub name for Remake 2. What do you think, Tark? So I didn't thought about that being the title for the main game. But yeah, First Soldier, I'm, that sounds like a good first name. Um, but when I first heard it, and then it's like, okay, this is about Sephiroth. What can they do with that? So my first thought was either a manga or an anime, a la like what they did with 15 and you know the, the boy band. Right. Um, as far as Ever Crisis, it's either going to be a continuation of Before Crisis and Crisis Core so that we get some more background on Zack, or maybe 
like HD remasters of both games and packaged together. Why do you think they copy uh, I got the trademark for the logo? Like I'm honestly I'm surprised that isn't trademarked already. Me too. I was surprised it wasn't it's, already trademarked. I, I could have just been a retrademark. Yeah, Possibly. but the, the documentation for re, uh, re-trademarks shows that it's just a refiling. Okay. Um, okay. For for those, so that one's that one's weird to me. That is a lot. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. We'll keep you posted, just like on all the other ones. Uh, Project Athia, which I know we're all very excited and have questions about, uh, got a release date. Not an exact date. Not an exact date. Uh, but during a uh, little reveal video, we saw that for Sony, we saw that uh, Project Athia is coming in 2022. And honestly, I'm going to say I'm a little surprised, Kronos, that it's that early. Um, where we saw the Final Fantasy 16 stuff and we said that game's further along in development than people think it is. I think we're going to see that sooner than a lot of people think we are. When I saw Athia, I thought that game has just really started development. Uh, that game is probably a lot further off than people think it is. And I know people, there were some people that, you know, they were already showing it, going into the PS5 stuff. So we met, we're going to see that in the first year of the PS5's life. And I was like, nah. I'm I'm <laughs> honestly surprised it isn't a 2023 or, or even potentially a 2024, depending on what type of game it ends up being. Now that we know, you know, kind of where they, they imagine it, I would have said 2023. So... 2022 is a little early, but that also means we won't see the Xbox version until 2024 mm. since it's locked Ouch. up for a two-year exclusivity deal with Sony, Kronos. Yeah, I, I'm, I come with you. I, I thought we'd at least get like, because I mean, the, the name of the game can't be just Project Athia. I yeah. thought we'd at least get like a name yeah, before was... we even got a year. Um, So I was kind of shocked by that part of it uh, because we have, I mean, we just have the one teaser right yeah i'm crazy yeah yeah that was it so i don't even really like it looks cool i'm excited about it it's a square game mm -hmm. uh, but i don't know what it is <laughs> yeah oh yeah i mean so. most of us thought it was final fantasy 16 until final right. fantasy 16 was revealed right uh, and remember we talked about on this show how internally tark they even let people believe that it was final fantasy yeah, 16 surprising even some staff when the 16 stuff was revealed so is this earlier than you thought too, or is this kind of like right where you thought maybe you'd see this game? Yeah, like the whole project part. I mean, if you don't have the title and you're not ready to reveal the title, the fact that it's just a year away, it's like, wow, okay. I mean, if it's a year away, you should probably have a title for it. Even Final Fantasy 16 has its title. Yeah, because like, to on. be specific, January <laughs> 2022 is the time range where we're looking at in this ad or in this reveal yeah. too. It's not the, you know, holiday 2022. So for all intents and yeah, purposes, this is a year away. Um, yeah, we'll so see. It's a little, little befuddling. Um, makes me want to reorganize the other dates for their other uh, titles, but uh, I haven't really thought about that too much. We'll see. Speaking of Xbox, um, not only will they not be getting Athia until 2024, but we're still waiting for all the Final Fantasy titles that they said back in 2019 were coming to Game Pass. We're still waiting for those. And according to Kotaku, uh, they did 
Microsoft did have something to say about it. Basically, Tark, all they said was, they coming. <laughs> We're working on it. Don't worry. They coming. They, they teased when they put the initial couple up there, like Final, what was it? Final Fantasy VII, Final Fantasy VIII Remaster, and I think like one or two others. They... They said, you know, hey, here's it. we saw big pictures of all the games that were coming to Game Pass and all the other Final Fantasies that were slated. And we saw nothing for the rest of 2019, nothing for 2020 at all. Now we're January 2021, and the answer is, don't worry. They coming, Tark. Don't worry. Coming soon, TM. Are they coming this like year? They, Are they, coming? they have all the thirteen they have all the thirteens in there and said coming this holiday, and that was you know twenty nineteen. Yeah. And here we are now, twenty twenty one. But don't worry. Awesome. They're coming. They're coming. They're coming. Cronus, are you an Xbox gamer? No. Not you... not since the three sixty, to be honest. Yeah. Are you PC uh and yeah, PS5 I'm pretty much all, or are you just all, all, all in PC? On PC now. All in on PC. Yeah. And then Tark, you're a PS4, PS5 baby. Are you also an PS5. Xbox baby? I'm not an Xbox. I would play PC, and if you've followed me on my streams, you know hashtag Tark needs a new PC. So let's get that going. <laughs> I can play PC games. <laughs> uh, other titles. Uh, let's talk about Tomb Raider. Tomb Raider turns 25 this year. Something we mentioned on Gaming Gumbo. That's our so... weekly gaming wrap-up show that we do every Saturday here on Ready Check Radio at 7 p.m. Eastern. So check that out. Uh, whole other hosts and it's all gaming but we talked about anniversaries for a lot of franchises and if you really want to feel old go check out last Saturday's episode because some of these franchises that we were, ta- we were talking about were 35 years old, 30 years old 25 years old one of them being Tomb Raider now that's 25 years old this year we don't have anything official for it though at least not yet uh, I will tell you that Shadow uh, of the Tomb Raider is the current free game on the PlayStation Plus network this month. So if you haven't grabbed it, uh, definitely do. That one is 100% worth playing. Uh, absolutely great game. But I'm surprised we haven't seen anything as far as uh, an anniversary announcement out of this, Kronos. Yeah, I think I don't think you're gonna get a game this year because we would probably heard about it. But I think you're gonna get some kind of announcement. I'd be surprised if they didn't. Like they're got to be working on something. You would think so, right, Tark? Yeah, it's been three years since Rise. Was that 2018? Or I'm not Rise. I'm sorry, Shadow. Rise was 2015. Um, so yeah, it's been three years. That now. was yeah, 2018. Yeah, you're right. So it's been three years. Um, we got to be getting something. Um, it may not be a new game. Um, but maybe an HD remaster of some mobile games or um, next-gen versions of all the three modern games. That would be kind of cool. I'd, I'd be down for that. Um, but there's got to be something. Uh, it's been too long since uh, the last game. And, yeah, we know Square Enix is only the publisher of this one, but we talk about the Avengers, too. So um, if you are looking for something a little neat on the Tomb Raider front, uh, I think this might, this might uh, fit the bill for you. Tomb Raider remake, Lost Tomb Raider remake has been dug up. Yes, an unfinished Tomb Raider installment has actually been unearthed. So, if you this is according to uh, Screen Rant, for fans of Tomb Raider who wish to hark back to those simpler times, there's exciting news. A Lost Tomb Raider remake has been unearthed and shared online. Originally titled Tomb Raider 10th Anniversary Edition, 
The game was canceled before it was completed. It then almost became an Indiana Jones title. Ironic, we'll be talking about Indiana Jones this Saturday on Gaming Gumbo. Uh, mm. Although this went on to be scrapped too. Instead, Crystal Dynamics took over the franchise and core design closed down, apparently losing all the Tomb Raider work in the progress. Uh, in the process. However, the lost assets of the game have now been rediscovered and shared by Internet Archive. So if you want to play a new Tomb Raider developed by the original developers of Tomb Raider, there you go. That's That shit is neat, Kronos. I love when stuff like this happens. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, how how old is it? I don't think well, it was supposed to be the 10th anniversary, so 15 years. Okay. Yeah, because, I mean, you know, if you look back at, like, uh, when they remastered 8, like, they, we weren't really good at, like, keeping track of things back then. Yeah. Like, yeah, there, sure. there are things that are that get lost. And so it's cool to see, like, stuff like that get found. So That's I think true. Really you constantly cool. see we can't do that because we don't have the original source code. That's, I like, remember, like, Silent yeah, Hill yeah. is one that, that we've heard recently about. You know, they, we couldn't really re remember the remake that was just, or the uh, remaster that was just awful. It's like, well, we yeah. there a lot of the source code wasn't there. We couldn't just yeah. do it. I, I remember going to like a, one of the Distant Worlds concerts, and they had mentioned that they had they had just started playing like a Final Fantasy VIII song, and they couldn't play it before because they lost the sheet music. Oh wow! <laughs> like it, 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 crazy stuff like that. Tarkov, are you uh, gonna give yep. this one a whirl? Were you, are you Tomb no. Raider fan enough to boot it up I mean, and play I'm, it? I'm a Tomb Raider fan, but it's not like it's there's not even any monsters, and it's just the you know the climbing stuff so nah not really not even gonna go I, check it out i don't have enough time there's too many games <laughs> boy that's very very true uh last up before we go to love it or leave it outriders released a video today tark this one doesn't really apply to your version sir this one was all geared towards pc and it gives mm -hmm. a very very detailed rundown of a bunch of PC specific features. So if you want to know about what they're look basically if you bought a computer in the last 5 or 6 years you're going to be fine. You're going to be fine. Might not be able to run it in 4K, but you'll definitely be able to get at least 720 and they give examples of 720 through 1920 by 1080 all the way up to 4K resolution. Yes, ultra wide's going to be supported. Yes, uh, you will be able to customize the HUD. You want some things on and not just where they are, but turn them off and on. If you like see nothing on your screen, you could do that. If you want a map and this and this and this and this, you can do that. Uh, we'll we'll have controller support natively. It'll control or uh, do PS controllers, Xbox controllers, and even the Steam controller can be mapped in the user interface. There was a lot in this video. Playing with far uh, the the far via uh, field of vision. Jesus, Mike, the the field of vision, the ultra wide support. Uh, and I, I got to tell you, the more I see, and this was just a stupid video just saying, hey, here's a bunch of PC features that we offer. The more I see, Kronos, you're nodding, 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 the more I want to play this damn thing. Yeah, I mean, this is a game I wasn't even going to buy before I was on the show. Now I'm going <laughs> to probably buy it. So, uh, yeah, I, I watched this. I'm, I'm good to go. I was pretty sure before I even watched the video that my computer was fine. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to play it in 4K or anything either, but... I'll be able to run it just perfectly fine. And all the customizations is kind of cool. Uh, I'm really just excited to play the demo at this point. Yep, February 25th. February 25th. What day of the week is that, actually? We didn't look at that on last show. Let me see here. February. That is that is a Thursday. 
Nice. <laughs> interesting. Very interesting. Maybe we'll talk to Faye and swap my Friday. Sorry, swap my Friday that week with her Thursday, and we'll do the show. And then if you guys are game, we'll hop into game uh, yeah. after the show. Uh, but yes, so if you are looking for details on the PC version, this it's about seven minutes long. Uh, the video literally splashed a bit of everything from system requirements to controller configuration to HUD management, all kinds of stuff in here. Definitely check it out. Just went up today. We'll be looking forward to it. All right, let's slide over and do love it or leave it. This is the segment that we wrap the show up with every week where I give you a topic from Square Enix. Could be something they've done in the game. Could be a feature. Could be a business decision they've made. Could literally be anything in the world of Square Enix. And I ask you, not just Tarkos and Kronos, but you watching, put it in the comments below on YouTube or on below the video on uh, readycheckradio.com whether you love this feature, this item I've brought to you and you want more of it, or you're going to leave it and just say, you know what? We don't need any more of that. Today, I'm going to go back into Final Fantasy XIV to hit a particular feature that I want to know your opinion on, gentlemen. Tarkoth, we'll start with you, my friend. The eternal bonding ceremony. Or if you want to be a little more uh, vague and not specific to XIV, marriage in MMOs in general, like actual character marriage. I'm probably going to be a little cynical on this considering my recent uh, events with myself, but uh, where, where's the uh, ritual of eternal separation and we split everything down the middle and tied up our assets? Um, That's the show this week. Kronos, where can everybody find you? <laughs> As you can say, uh, okay, okay, it's, okay. It's a cool thing. You yeah, know, yeah. You find setting aside, you setting aside that you, stuff. <laughs> setting aside that stuff. It, that's a cool thing to to have in the game. You find you know relationships are built in this game. Whether you, you approve that or not is beside the point. It happens. So having something to say, hey, you know what? You and I are friends. You want to get some cool loot together? Let's do this. Let's get married. Um, I think it's kind of cool. Um, I'm gonna leave it. But it's cool, but I'm gonna leave it. It it can it doesn't need to be in the game. But it's cool. Grotus. And I'm mixed. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it as well. But I understand like the people that want that. Like it's it's one of those things where it's like I'm not mad that it's in the game. It probably yeah. you know, it's fine that it's there and the people that want to do it, the people that are really into RPing and doing that kind of stuff too, like it has its place. It's not for me. Um you know, you do get a mount, but it costs yes, money, do. so I'm good. Uh, <laughs> have you guys been to a wedding in 14? I have. I've been to a couple, actually. Yeah, three. yeah I've been yeah. to a couple as well. Not in a while, though. It's been a long time. Corona, do you have the mount? No, I don't. No. Do you want money. He's not going to do it. <laughs> I want to split getting married and, and we'll... Cash mounts <laughs> do not count, okay? They do not count. <laughs> I need the minion. I need the second oh, minion God. for the world. Uh, so that's two leave-its, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Lazy but talented in chat just wants an outside wedding option in Final Fantasy XIV. Yeah, that's right, because they're all indoors. I didn't even mm -hmm. think about that. Um, I'm going to leave it to... This one causes real-life problems for me most of the time. Uh, I married <laughs> Q in Rift, and the only reason Q and I got married in Rift was because we wanted the, the swag that went with it. 
we yeah. both played. This is back in the Game Breaker days. I don't even know if Q's in chat, but she's still my in-game wife. We had two female characters. You know, we're a beautiful lesbian couple. We have a yeah. tremendous life together in Rift. I don't know what those characters are doing anymore. They may just be sitting there talking to each other because we haven't played in years. But I do remember, like, going upstairs and my wife, what did you guys do? You married Q in Rift and you still haven't married me in Final oh. Fantasy? <laughs> so it just causes real life. I'm going to leave it now. Uh, on a serious note, uh, I love it. I, I actually will say that I love it. Uh, I, I like role-playing options like that. I don't role-play. I don't do RP or anything like that. I've been to some weddings. They're fun. Uh, I do I do enjoy that those things are there, and I'm all for that. And when you get the bonuses, um, that's the only thing I actually think I don't like about that is, it, like, wait a minute. I'm going to tie my character to another character in this game because I want the experience ring, you know, or the mount, or the... This is dumb. Free teleport. Right. Yeah, I think it's kind of cool if they could teleport to each other. I do I think, think it. Cool. I do think though, Tark, you're right. Kronos, if you get married in game and things don't work well, I think you should lose half of your mounts. Half my <laughs> all the mounts? No, just half of them. Half of them. You no, get we're getting keep... a prenup. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, pre prenup all the way because I ain't I ain't losing half of my minions. So prenup yeah. a lot of mounts. mounts. <laughs> a lot of mounts. Final dude. Fantasy mounts. Please, when you get married in real life, just make a prenup that all it says is that. Like, there's nothing else on it. You don't care what she takes. I think if I do that, I'll never, ever get married. I don't think... <laughs> you know, you got to find the right person for that one. Uh, all right, let us know. She's got to love you. <laughs> gonna, baby, you got to love me for me, not my 14 mounts. Um <laughs> Let's uh that that wraps it up for today. Make sure you put in the comments below what you think about the love it or leave it weddings in MMOs and of course make sure you go through all of your favorites just like we did. Let us know in the comments below and maybe they'll end up on next week's show. Now chat, hang on right after the show. We'll go dark for about 30 seconds after post show. We'll be coming back online with tonight's streamer. Faye, how are you? Oh hey, I'm I'm here. Welcome back. Y'all? We've had people Thank asking you. about you. You had a couple weeks off yes. for the holidays while you got your your rigs all ready to to do your things. What are you playing mm -hmm. today? Tonight we are going with something that I feel is a uh, apropos for the mood lately and a Christmas gift actually. Oh, it nice. has been on my mental list for a while, but not in the physical backlog long. We are starting the Outer Worlds, and I think we're going to go story mode so we can really enjoy the flavor of it that is There's a particular tweet a i saw this week fantastic that inspired game. this that is a adventure. fantastic game you are gonna love it do you like Sorry. like uh borderlands fallout you I know, the oh borderlands is my favorite game yeah hands down yeah you're gonna love this one you're gonna love this one I'm excited. particularly uh it's particularly good i enjoy it i haven't played the dlc yet excited. i haven't played the DLC. I i was excited um when i saw the previews for it and then it was just one of those that never money never came around for that one in particular kind of deal um, and then the stipendium did that song about it and i have been just obsessed ever since and dying to play so i'm very very excited to get this started with you guys tonight outer worlds coming up in just a few minutes oh what uh, what are you playing on uh we are playing on ps4 through remote oh, cool. play cool 
All right, so, we'll so be doing I think some it's saving us because the the PS4 is actually doing the bulk of the yeah. load on the game for us. There you go. All right, so we'll be checking out Outer Worlds right after this. Of course, we'll be back next week with the Relic Grind Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern. Don't forget, on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, we have Snowbound. That's our Blizzard slash World of Warcraft podcast. And then on Saturdays at 7 p.m., we have Gaming Gumbo, our general weekly gaming wrap-up show. And, of course, you can bet this Saturday we'll be talking about Lucasfilms, Star Wars, EA, Indiana Jones, and so much more. Until then, uh, Kronos, where can everybody find you, my friend? Uh, yeah, same as always on Twitter. Uh, hopefully by this weekend I'll have another mount. I'll be sure to post on there to update everybody. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Twitter. Tarkov. I want half. I want half of your mounts. Uh, <laughs> Twitch, Twitter, YouTube, all at Tarkov Gaming. Uh, we got a uh, rating tonight. Uh, Going to be doing uh, 12 Savage. Awesome. Fantastic. I'm Mike Byrne. You can follow me personally there on Twitter at MagicMan1. But more importantly, follow at RC Radio, R-A-I-D-E-O, so that you know exactly when we're going live, what streamers are going live, and what we're doing. Until next time, gang, stay safe, and we'll see you out on the servers. Later. Later.